Hey, Matt, you ready? I'm ready. John, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Bonesaw, you ready? Bonesaw is ready! Then let's do it! It's the Two Words Podcast! My name is John, and with me, as always, is my tag partner, Radio Matt. How are we doing today? I am ready to bring the heat. Bring the... Ooh. Bringing the fire. Br- bringing bringing the heat fire. and bringing the thunder mean two different things when you get older. Bringing the thunder. Bringing the thunder. <laughs> I just learned. I just learned a fact. I've never watched Rocky Three, and I know we're going to talk about this later. Okay. Yeah. I never knew that Hulk Hogan <laughs> thunder lips. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was that was his name, and we just and we just accepted yeah, that. We just we just let it happen. <clears throat> Man. Segue into what we're talking about. Yeah, segue into what we're talking about, because today we're going Hollywood again. Um, I know that this is actually a, uh, this is a, a revisit to a uh, to a podcast we did in our first season, I think. It was, it was either our fourth or our eighth episode, but it was really early. It yeah. was in the single digits, and, uh, and we had to be... One of us, one of us was exposed to COVID. You had COVID. You were exposed ha- to COVID. I don't think I had COVID yet. I think I was just exposed to it, and we yeah. were concerned. I've never been exposed to COVID. And so, we tried to do one through Discord. I think it was. Yes, and it sounded it sounded like I was talking into a sock, <laughs> stuck in a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> and it was bad. And the podcast just didn't turn just, out. I mean, yeah, like, it's hard to have that kind, same kind of chemistry. It when was. You're not in the it same was room. okay. So, yeah. I mean, in terms of like maybe like hot shots, like it's going Hollywood Pardue or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're gonna have fun with it, uh, and hopefully, you guys will have fun with it too. Um, but first, hey yo. Uh, Elimination chambers for the U.S. title this year. Oh, really? Yep. That's what the men's elimination. Okay. Yep. I mean, I guess it makes sense because there's not another. It used usually it would be like, all right, whoever the Royal Rumble winner yeah. didn't challenge, then now you're going to be whoever wins this gets to go for that. I like it when they do that. I like it when the the chamber is for a belt. Yeah. That gives it a little bit more. Oh, I love when the chamber's for a belt. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little um, bit more. I wish that it was for the main title, but sure. Um, it wouldn't make any sense. But who's I'm, who's I'm actually liking, in that in that match? I haven't. I'm liking Austin Theory right now, and I'm liking uh, his whole vibe. So I yeah, feel I, like, I like I like New Austin Theory. Yeah, I really like New Austin Theory. And so I'm um, assuming he's definitely in the match since it's for the title. Uh, yeah, so that Austin means he has Theory, to beat everybody. Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, Montez Ford, and Bronson Reed from NXT. That's gonna be a good. That's a lot. Good match. I think Bronson Reed might be coming up to the main roster. I'm pretty sure he, he has may a already ma- be there. I mean, that, this may be. Yeah, his... I'm pretty sure he has a match on Monday. Yeah. So this might be him coming back full on. Sorry, I, I right? burped and 
<laughs> just it stuck right in there. Yeah. In the, in the words of my mentor, Chuck Tipton, I don't remember eating that. Uh, Montez Ford is going to be a phenomenal one. He may be too tall. <laughs> I mean, I've seen how high he jumps, man. He's going to hit his head on that yeah. wall. I mean, I think it's I think it's time for Montez Ford. It might not be this match, but it's time to bring him up to the main event area. I Mid-card main event area. So I love Montez Ford, and I want to see him like have a successful singles run. Yeah. But I don't think that uh, there's really anything as far as a singles run for uh, the other guy. Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins. I'm sorry, Angelo. Um, really, John? Yeah. Black I, History Month. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I don't think there's anything for Angelo Dawkins. And I think that like, yeah, and that makes me sad because I like Angelo Dawkins, too. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, he's not. He is a tag team wrestler ready for prime time. Yeah. yeah, he's a tag team wrestler. And I don't like like I don't, I've never been a big fan of the tag team guy until he becomes a main event guy. Like some guys are just tag team guys. Like I see. I see a role for this, though. Because they've been teasing the return of the Hurt Business pretty heavily. Okay. I see a match with Shelton Benjamin and um, <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Bobby Lashley. No, no, not Cedric, Bobby Lashley. Cedric, Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. Really, uh, Matt? Versus, <laughs> versus the Street Profits. And, you know, doing a, a classic tag team heel turn where... Angelo super kicks uh, Montez through a barbershop window. That could be great. And then he joins the, the her business. business. Now that's that's something else. It'd be fun. That is something else. If you haven't seen that side of Angelo Dawkins, that was kick your cord. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> that would be fun. I, I mean, I really, I, I'm, I'm super excited about the hurt business coming back. Yeah, and I really hope they pull it through because it really was an that amazing was a thing. fun. Fun heel and stable. Shelton Benjamin needs to have a really solid run before he retires. That's true, yeah, because it's almost like it's he's, he said it's, it's, it's kind of it kind of seems like it's wrapping up yeah. for him. I agree. Hey yo, Eric Bischoff has very high praise for the Bloodline storyline going on right now. Uh, on his 83 weeks podcast, Bischoff said the Bloodline story in terms of a storyline and in the ingredients and the elements and the discipline and the structure and the nature of it. It's a far better story than the NWO story was. His own creation. And he said it won't have the same impact on the industry as the NWO did, but that was largely due to timing and how the whole industry was changing at that time. So not only did he praise the Bloodline story, but he made an excuse as to why the NWO had a bigger impact and dismissed it. Like he's downplaying his own big story, which is arguably one of the biggest storylines ever yeah opposed i think that the problem with nwo is that first of all it got too big too fast like it couldn't they you couldn't scale it it just wasn't um at some point everybody was nwo right so you had to make the whole show you had to make this show nwo, NWO nitro or, yeah. or nwo thunder whatever it was no it was nitro monday yeah, Nitro and NWO Nitro. Or. Yeah. But yeah, so much so that even their video games had to be WCW versus NWO. Like, they were two separate promotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was weird. That was yeah. a weird time. Um, it got too big. But, 
but the bloodline like it's it hasn't moved to me like like royal rumble was the first time that like the needle had really moved any direction in the story was like actually going somewhere um i love whatever they're gonna do with Sami Zayn. yeah i don't I'm, I'm not sure you've been paying close enough attention then because really, it's it's been a subtle. I mean, it's not been a bombastic change yeah. every week, but the subtle subtlety of Jay yeah. storyline. It's you know, the, I think really the dark horse main character of the story is Jay because yeah. Jay did not like Sami Zayn. Yeah, Jay hated it. Jay came around, then Jay defended, then Jay walked out. Yeah, and then Jay's been gone. I don't know what's going I, on. I like I like the now, whole. Now, overall, yeah. like from start to finish, when you had um, uh, when you had the program that started the whole thing yeah. between Roman Reigns and Jimmy and Uso. Two, yeah, the two brothers. Yeah, the, the whole thing. And like that yeah. whole thing and like it starting Him sitting off, in the ring crying. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like and, to, and to build the story that way, like it's been yeah. it's been phenomenal. Um <clears throat> Somebody now I did see somebody comparing it to the Daniel Bryan run up to WrestleMania 30, and I'm like, With this Sammy is not Zane, the same. Yeah, thing. I, I this understand. Is not the same thing. I understand why people have that feeling, but it's none, not the same thing. Yeah, none of us have really had the. I don't feel like most people have had the real push of like Sami Zayn would be a great champion. I think they're all just like I would like to see that moment at WrestleMania. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Everyone was like, this guy deserves to be champion because he is flipping the best yeah. there is right now. Sami Zayn is a great wrestler. He's nowhere near competition for Roman Reigns. No. Well, and like Sami Zayn, <sighs> even like somebody was he was. Uh, Somebody was interviewing him the other day, and they were like, you know, are you ready to be, like, the top guy, the face of the company? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, I he's like, I could be champion. He goes, I could carry the company. He goes, I'm not going to carry the company. Because <laughs> they're, not, they're not making me the face of the right. WWE. He goes, right. it's just not. He goes, look at me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that guy. And like, you know, yeah, Daniel Bryan was smaller, but he still had a very good look. Yeah. Um, that when he stepped into the ring with John Cena, it worked. When he stepped into the ring with Randy Orton, it worked. He had the scrappy underdog look yeah. all the time. Um Yeah, he, it was no. Um <laughs> But it's cool that like Sami Zayn understands that. He's sure. like, yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. just a guy in the background who does. But great he is work. telling a fantastic story, that's for sure. And we're speaking of Daniel Bryan. Hey, yo! It came out that uh, before Daniel Bryan left the WWE, now Bryan Danielson, I guess. But um, don't mean to dead name you, brother. But uh, he was asked. Like apparently, Vince McMahon called Daniel Bryan and said, "Hey, um, I need you to tell me why AEW is better than WWE." And so Daniel Bryan sat down and just consumed as much AEW as humanly possible and came to the conclusion that they focused more on their in-ring product uh, and less on their backstage garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, and that really was why. Now, there's two things about this story that <clears throat> kind of bother me. One, why does Vince McMahon need to be calling somebody else to figure out what's wrong with his product? Like, you you got eyes, you got ears, probably got a heck of a lot more time than Daniel Bryan does. 
Um, like, you know what you need to do. And secondly, he was given all that advice. And then what did he do? Nothing. It's true. He did do. He nothing. didn't do anything about it. <laughs> I think it has been my experience and watching <laughs> the product that he has not made the changes that Daniel Bryan suggested to him. I think maybe it was a smart move to go with Daniel Bryan because I think he knew that Daniel Bryan would be honest with him. And, That's you know, true. he's he's been running his own product so long. We know that he's deaf to criticism. And so maybe he was attempting to do something right and then just didn't follow through. But yeah, I want to believe that anyway. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, yo, uh, Jerry Lawler. Did you hear about Jerry Lawler? He did. Had a heart attack, right? Had a heart attack. No, 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 no. Massive stroke, stroke this yeah. time. Heart attack was before. 2012, I think, was our Yeah. Time. But he suffered a massive stroke on Monday. He is now recovering Fort Myers, Florida Hospital. Uh, right now, his speech is limited. But uh, with rehabilitation, doctors say he will regain full recovery. Uh, and he thanks everyone for continued prayers. But... Uh, Dude's, dude's kind of rough with those events. Man, man he just... The heart attack was stop. the one that happened on, like, live, happened right? Happened on like, Raw. on yeah. Raw. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Um, right, right after a match against uh, Dolph Ziggler, I think. He tagged with somebody. Dolph Ziggler was there. That's all I really remember. Yeah. Anyway, crazy um, stuff. Hey, yo. Uh... <clears throat> I, I like the Judgment Day storyline, the Judgment Day and Edge, um, but uh, Dominic Mysterio and Edge should not be in a promo off. <laughs> they should not. You shouldn't put those two. You shouldn't give them both a mic at the same time. <laughs> it just doesn't. Because, like, Dominic does his thing, and you're like, okay, yeah, sure, well, that's that's fine. And then, and, and I gave my complaints about Dominic Mysterio last week, and, and, and I, you know, maybe I was a little too harsh on him, but, uh, <laughs> you know, did his promo, and it's fine. And then Edge did his promo. And the problem was is that Judgment Day, I don't know, did you watch the Raw from this week? So yeah. Judgment Day gets in there, and they're all fumbling their words. They they're, making a, they're making yeah. it noticed that they're fumbling their words. Sorry, I'm just so mad. Like, yeah. no, shut up, dude. Yeah. Priest you just forgot your real, promo. Real rough promo. <laughs> you just forgot your promo. And that happens. Like, I'm not, you know, I probably forget my promo too. But then Edge starts in, and you're like, oh, yeah. Edge is a lot better at this. Yeah, Edge is really good at it. Edge is so much better at this. Um, and when you put Finn Balor in those in that two group, he did not rise. He definitely fell to their level. Like yeah. he didn't do it real well either. <laughs> um, I was not a not a big fan of that segment. <laughs> uh, I got two more here. Hey, yo, Booker T says that he thinks he's done with wrestling. Uh, he said his appearance in the Royal Rumble was fun, but it was likely his last, and he now considers himself retired. Because he's too old. That's fair. He has also been saying that for like two years now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He just keeps. I think he it. got a boost because Bad Bunny made that song about him. It could be. So he's like, he's yeah. got a little extra popularity again. A little extra. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I mean, I, I've I've always liked Booker T, and every time, oh, he's fine. You know, he stepped in at the at the Rumble, and it's like oh, this guy's still in pretty decent shape. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, for for being as old as he is, <laughs> not that he's ancient or anything, but you know, for being as old as he Wrestling is, terms, yeah, yeah, and you know, it looked like he could still, 
still hang, you still know, Shucky you put him in the pro, you still put, you put him in a good program with the right guy. Like it's fine, but he may also just be happy, you know, not doing any more of that. And Look I'm happy versus for him. Stone Cold WrestleMania this year. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's the one. The supermarket um, milk match. Yeah. Part two. <laughs> One of the greatest oh. off-campus matches of all time. Beautiful, beautiful scene. <laughs> Just the explosion he got off that milk. Uh, my last one for me. Um, hey, yo. Did you see that Matt Cardona is the inaugural Oceanic Champion That's right. on the Jericho Wrestling Crew, Rockin' Wrestling Cruise? That's right, yeah. I would love to go on that cruise. That would be a lot of fun. It's got to be a lot of fun. Because I... <laughs> It's wrestling, and then there's like an Alice in Chains concert that night, right. you know. Like, <laughs> but yeah, he's pretty dope. He's he's kind of the um, he's kind of the John Cena of the Indies right now. Like, yeah, he's just he's everywhere, crushing it everywhere. People are loving him. Like, why isn't he in WWE? At one point, he was like, "Hey, I have to buy an extra suitcase for all the titles I'm ha- I'm calling <laughs> around because I've won eight eight different titles from eight different promotions." Right. Uh, hey, yo, Tony Khan says that he has interest in an AEW streaming service. He said, we've done 174 episodes of Dynamite, 80 episodes of Rampage, and we're about to do our 17th pay-per-view. So we've done hundreds and hundreds of hours of AEW content. I did the math. Taking out commercials, that is roughly 372 hours of content. Okay. For reference. The WWE Network on Peacock has over 17,000 hours of content. Yep. <laughs> so unless the AEW service is 99 cents a month, I ain't paying for it. No. Because <laughs> you're still not going to get the show, the like the shows as they air. No. Just like, you know, you can't get Monday Night Raw and SmackDown for, I think, three weeks. I think they're in a three-week delay yeah. before they show up on the service. Because you got deals with TV. And so. Yeah. It's just going to be a back catalog. The history of AEW is not so long that I can't remember how it started. Yeah. So we don't need. <laughs> I was there. We don't I was need there the day it happened. A back catalog of AEW yet. I. Because because my initial thought is, well, why don't they just do what they did with Pete, what WWE did with Peacock, yeah. and get. You know, he could fund a TNT streaming pay, streaming service, but nobody really wants to watch a TNT streaming service either. Right. Um, but if they could make a deal with a currently yeah. running streaming service, that would be great. But but what I will also say is if if AEW ran like a, you know, $5 a month and I could catch every single pay-per-view... How many pay-per-views? They don't do pay-per-views. They don't do a pay-per-view a month. They do like a special episode, like a hyped-up episode of of uh, the Dynamite. The Dynamite show. Yeah, um, I think they only do five or six pay-per-views a year. Because I'm betting Maybe they lo- I'm betting they lose money on those pay-per-views. I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody does that. Nobody's anymore. buying pay-per-views. Nobody's. Buying I'm them. not. Are you guys? I don't even know how I would buy a pay-per-view. I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think I have the means to buy a pay-per-view. I don't think I can. Um, I think you have to have cable, right? Satellite or cable? Probably. Like, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Who has that anymore? Um, yeah. Do you, get, do you guys out in the out in the two-words verse, <laughs> two-words universe, know how to buy a pay-per-view? We're not. We're, we're old, but we're not that old. Um, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Well, that's uh, that's it for for our Hey Yo segment. When we come back, I actually have no idea what's happening, so <laughs> keep it here.
Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So my family did something this weekend that I don't think we've ever done. We watched a WWE Live big event. You know, growing up, like events like SummerSlam and WrestleMania and stuff like that, it was always like pay-per-view, and um, I ain't got pay-per-view money. But now that we have Peacock, uh, my family was basically all home on Saturday, and all my work was done, and I was like, hey kids, come sit down, we're gonna watch the Royal Rumble. And my kids are like, what are you talking about? What is this? And when I told them the idea that, you know, 30 people are gonna go into the ring and beat the daylights out of each other, and whoever like lasted to the end they got their shot in wrestlemania and um you know that there was going to be one for the men and one for the women and there'd be some matches and stuff in between and my kids are like this sounds so dumb but like two or three minutes into it they were having the time in their life and they loved it they they had a blast watching it and i had a blast watching it with them and hearing my nine-year-old little girl scream and yell for people that she's never seen before um it was it was really cool um but you know i think it was just a simple enough concept that they were down to grass they didn't have to know a bunch of storylines um they really liked new day when they came out but all they had to know was that it was about enduring to the end of it and uh by the way i called both winners of the rumble before either of them started just saying it's about the storylines it's the plots but uh, there's a verse that this reminds me of. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life the Lord has promised to those who love him. And y'all, sometimes just getting through life in general, let alone as a Christian, can feel like you're getting pummeled by 29 large people. But I would encourage you, keep going. Keep your faith and keep following where God leads you as you love him because he promises that we're going to be rewarded with a crown of life, something better than a championship belt and a shot at WrestleMania. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where we, uh, I actually don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, I don't so, even have a script. I was just told to show up. So I, uh, over 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 the break, over our season break, okay. we had the rise of popularity for ChatGPT, the AI that can pretty much write anything for you. And so I wanted to test this out and see how well it could write promos okay. for wrestlers. <laughs> but I decided to do promos about apples. 
And so I said things like, <laughs> describe an apple in the style of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I've got I've got four of these in, in four of our voices that we, we tend to do. They're not great okay. voices, but we have no, them. No, not even close. <laughs> and I just want us each to take turns reading the promo. So okay. you have a Steve Austin one. Okay. And a Dusty Rhodes one. Okay. And I have a Rock one and a Macho Man one. Okay. Okay. I am very excited about this. <laughs> uh, oh. So... How about I go first? Okay. Have you one? read any of these? Oh yeah, I've read them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've practiced, so okay. I've got an advantage. Oh good. But I'm gonna I'm not gonna show you mine as I read them. I'll move it over to your screen. Okay. Can... All right. So the first one's for the Rock. <clears throat> now again, this was the the prompt here was describe an apple in the style of the Rock. Okay. Let me get his get to his voice here. It doesn't matter. Okay. There we go. <laughs> an apple. It's a fruit that brings the heat, the intensity, the electrifying energy. It's a fruit that's got the crowd going wild. And it's perfect combination of sweetness and tang. It's a fruit that's got the charisma, the charm, and the confidence, and it's not afraid to let you know it. It's a fruit that's got the attitude, the swagger, and the power to back it up. It's a fruit that's going to take the orchard by storm and leave all the other fruits in the dust. It's a fruit that's going to make them say, finally, the apple has come back to the orchard. An apple. It's a fruit. That's the rock. It's a fruit that's the rock. Oh my goodness gracious. Hey, you want to start with Stone Cold or uh, Dusty Rose? Let's start with Stone Cold. Right. Oh my goodness. Here's Describe an apple. Finally, the apple has come back to the orchard. <laughs> this was all AI generated. I did not give it any more instruction okay. than the Just sentence that I said. Stone Cold describes. Yeah, describe an apple describe in the style an apple. of Stone Cold. Get there. First things first. There we go. First thing I want you to do. There we go. An apple. It's a simple fruit, but it's a symbol of strength and resilience. It's a fruit that doesn't back down. It's a fruit licking and keeps on ticking. Takes a lick. It takes a it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. It's a fruit that stands tall and proud, just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's a fruit that's not afraid to get a little bruised and battered because it knows it's going to come out on top. It's a fruit that's going to knock out of the competition, whether it's a banana or a pear. It's going to stand tall. It's the champion of the fruit world. So when you're looking for a fruit that's tough as Stone Cold, you go for the apple. <laughs> Whether it's a banana or a pear. <laughs> Whether it's a banana or a pear. <laughs> it's a fruit that stands tall. All right. Not oh, we could have a lot of fun with this. Oh, yeah. We absolutely can. I think this will be a running thing. Not not, not, all, not all apples, but definitely. <laughs> Every wrestler describing apples. <laughs> all right. I need Carlito describing <laughs> apples. All right, here we go. Macho Man Randy Savage. Describe an apple in the style of Macho Man Randy Savage. All right. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, an apple. It's a fruit that's got the power and the style <laughs> and the flavor. Oh yeah, it's a fruit that's gonna knock out the competition with its crisp, juicy crunch. Oh yeah, it's a fruit that's gonna drive you wild and its sweet, <laughs> delicious taste. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's a fruit that's going to make you say, dig it, and snap into a honey crisp. Because in apple, it's a fruit that's got the macho man attitude. And it's going to take the fruit world by storm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, I'm really looking forward to describe an apple in the style of Ooh, Dusty Rhodes. It's Dusty Rhodes, baby. Feel free to add in a baby. There's no babies. Baby, <laughs> see about that. Just tack in a baby at the tack end. Tack in a baby at the end, baby. An apple. It's a fruit that's the true representation of the common man. It's a fruit that's accessible to all, baby. It's a fruit that's gonna hurt, that's got the heart, the grit, and the determination to make its way to the top. It's a fruit that's come from humble beginnings. <laughs> But it's a fruit that's going to fight tooth and nail to be recognized as champion. It's a fruit that's going to connect with the people. It's going to represent the working man and everybody, an everyday person. It's a fruit that's going to be a true representation of the American dream. It's a fruit that's going to be the American dream fruit. The, an apple. It's the fruit that's death the roads. <laughs> It's the fruit that's dusty roads. Yeah. Gonna be the true representation. The true representation of the American, of the American dream. dream. And that's not wrong, right? I mean, it's I mean, no. That's that's the American It's fruit. amazing. American what do you guys want to hear Dusty Roads talk about? Because <laughs> we'll, we'll, apparently we can put it in there. I, I've seen this going yeah. around, but I've never. I was very surprised at how well it, yeah. it captured the right tone. and The Macho Man really, really yeah. did the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all those was, yeahs were in there for that. Like ooh, that. Yeah. I didn't add those. Those are there. So that's, oh man, that was it. That was fun. Fun with GPT. Chat I can't GPT. wait. I can't wait until they're writing all promos <laughs> all together. It's going to be amazing. Well, when we come back, we're talking about movies. So keep it here. Welcome to the Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Justin with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Netflix's Squid Game reality show was reportedly an inhumane disaster. Several contestants have spoken out about unsafe filming environments and some have even claimed that the game was rigged. In my opinion, this shouldn't have been much of a surprise considering that it's based on a show about a game where the whole point is to be the last one alive. That 90s show is renewed for a second season. After a successful first season, Netflix has officially renewed the show for a 16-episode second season. Uh, this was somewhat of a surprise considering Netflix's recent track record of one-and-done series. There have been several shows that Netflix has done that I loved that the first season ended on a huge cliffhanger and they just decided nope we're not going to do another season I'm happy for that 90s show I haven't had a chance to watch it but I'm sure it's great <laughs> 
King of the Hill Revival is headed to Hulu, 20th Television Animation, and the original co-creators Mike Judge and Greg Daniels will be involved. I'm very curious to see how this pans out. Uh, I loved the original series when King of the Hill was on back when I was in high school, but there were a lot of things in that original series that would not fly on TV today. So I'll be very curious to see how different or how similar it is now that Hulu is gonna remake it. We'll see. IGN has given Hi-Fi Rush a nine, stating that it is a memorable journey that marches to the beat of its own drum and without a doubt stands among the action greats. I have played this game, I haven't finished it, and while I'm not sure that I would give it a nine, I would definitely say that it's a really fun game. I'm not someone who typically plays rhythm games, but I really am enjoying this game, um, and it's one that I plan on playing to completion. Uh, EA has announced that Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed from March 17th to April 28th. They say that the team is focusing on polishing the final release and enhancing the performance. I am all for delays if it means we get a better final product. And it's not like they're saying it's been delayed to Q3 2023. They've given us a set date, so I'm 100% fine with that. It looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Justin, and thanks for joining me this week for the lightning round. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where we're going Hollywood. That's right. We're talking about movies, actors, wrestlers, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes sense, right? Like, yeah, trans up. transitioning from wrestling into the the big screen, like it makes sense because you're acting, you're you're pushing a narrative, you're doing that sort of stuff. But it seems like for the longest time, nobody could figure it out. <laughs> Wait, hold on, wrestlers are acting. Wrestlers. Oh, I don't like that. But Triple H is real. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, because now, like, I think I think people are, are a little too. Uh, they don't realize, like, kids these days aren't lucky, realize how lucky they have it. Right. To have guys like The Rock and John Cena and Batista, mm -hmm. because we had Hogan. <laughs> and Hogan was an awful actor. Yeah, Hogan, and we had... Hogan didn't even act good in Hogan Knows Best, and that was just a reality show about him living his life. <laughs> yeah, Hogan... Hogan had a few really good roles and a couple movies that were focused around him that were all right. Most of it was hot garbage, hot yeah. stinky doo-doo water. I think, and speaking <sighs> of doo-doo water, I think I'm just going to talk about the, the, the crime against humanity that was this scene from No Holds Barred <laughs> when he yanks the guy out of the car, snarls at him, and goes, what's that smell? And the guy goes, Dookie. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan goes, Dookie. <laughs> and that's exactly how that scene happened. Like, 
Like, Hulk Hogan pulled a guy out of a car, the guy crapped his pants, and it made Hulk Hogan mad. Oh, gosh. And that was the 80s, ladies and gentlemen. That was where his his the villain of the movie was Zeus. Yeah, right? how did Zeus outact you? <laughs> and then they brought Zeus in to, like, actually wrestle him. Yeah. In a real WCW event. <laughs> or was it WWE yeah. still at this point? I don't even It was so long ago. I don't remember if the... I think, I think it, it was, was WWE still. Yeah. WWF yeah. back then, yeah. Um, Just terrible. Just all yeah. around terrible. And then, like, he did um, he did uh, Thunder in Paradise, which was, uh, yeah. I think, a television show where he played a Navy one. SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had, like, a, a boat. It was weird. Yeah. He had a, a an arc on the A-Team with Mr. That's P. That's true. Uh, we already talked about it at the beginning. Thunder Lips in Rocky Three. <laughs> Man. I honestly, because like I said, I've never seen the movie. I've never seen Rocky Three. I've never really been interested in the Rocky movies. I know I'm wrong about it. Don't 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 tweet okay. at me. Don't at me. Uh, but I just always assumed that he was playing Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. Because it's wrestling adjacent. Nope. <laughs> well, and he was playing a wrestler in the right. movie. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but I just uh, assumed, but assumed he was playing himself. No, that movie had so many personalities too. <laughs> that was that had Mr. T in it. Um, th- I will say, just Rocky Three is good. Rocky Four is good, and you don't necessarily need to watch any of the others. Really? <laughs> I mean, they're, you, can just, they're, you can just jump in. Yeah, with Rocky they're all 3? they're all fine, but you could jump in at Rocky Three. You, you kind of. I mean, Rocky's one and two give you some backstory. Rocky Two is much better than Rocky One. Rocky One was. A dumpster fire. Well, no, no, it wasn't a dumpster fire. I shouldn't say that. The problem is, is that a lot of Sylvester Stallone's early movies, he didn't enunciate super well, and those microphones weren't great. Yeah, well. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And the story is really good, though. So, um, but I personally, in comparison to like three and four, one and two are just not as good. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, But back to wrestlers. Um, I really, my favorite wrestler performance will probably always be Andre the Giant as Fezzik in Princess Bride. Princess Bride, that's a classic. Um, classic. And the stories that they tell about him making that film, where he would just down bottle after bottle of wine and then pass out on on the tables in the middle of the hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've got this 500-pound Frenchman (laughs) just there. Um, or the story about him uh, letting out like a forty-five second fart, <laughs> and Rob uh, uh, Rob Reinhardt was like, "Are you okay?" And Andre goes, "Better now, boss." And they just <laughs> better now, boss. That's 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 what he did. This is how long his intestines were. It took a long time just, to get all out. Just there was so much in there. <laughs> so, like the first big mainstream wrestler to. Uh, Hollywood was The Rock, of course. Like the big, I mean, beyond beyond Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry for our generation. Yeah, us yeah, yeah. Was The Rock, and we saw him as a very terrible CGI scorpion in the second Mummy, The Mummy Returns. Yeah, <laughs> and then he got his own movie based around the Scorpion King, which also wasn't all that great. Then he did, I thought it was okay. It was okay, but it wasn't great. But I was also nine when it came out. Then he did a bunch of other not not so great, but not so bad movies like The Rundown, Walking Tall. I actually really liked his version of Rocking, Walking Tall. It was a remake. Yeah, but it didn't get any 
love. I like that movie <laughs> because Neil McDonough's in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and Neil McDonough will save everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then he's like uh, escalated to the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, he has been the voice of so many characters in big movies, like in Moana, the Legion of Super Pets that just came out, which is really good. Um, and he's now uh, Black Adam. And he's been trying to do this movie for something like 12 years. I've heard he's not Black Adam anymore. And now he's not Black Adam anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, have you seen it? Black Adam? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I didn't think it was bad. But again, um, I, I'm i a big fan of Pierce Brosnan, and I'm a big fan of Aldous Hodge. Yes. The cast, phenomenal cast. Yeah. I just think the story was... Lacking. I will tell. I will tell you that the the thing that made me go, I'm gonna watch this movie no matter what, is because like sure they put Black Adam in it, but they also put Doctor Fate in it, mm-hmm. and they also put Hawkman in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they put uh, um, not not the Adam. What was his name? Adam Smasher? Oh, Adam Smasher. They put yeah, Adam yeah. Smasher in a in a feature film. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm going to watch this because this is give, this is doing its due diligence as far as comic books go. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought the writing could have been a little bit better. Um, the ending kind of felt like it was thrown together. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like you got to the end and you're like, oh, cool. Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman and you leave the theater. And before you even left the theater, you know that in fact, he is not coming back as Superman. Like (laughs) it was, it was an okay movie. It's an okay popcorn movie. Like you're just going to watch some action and some quips and some whatever. That's great. Forwarding the already muddied, terrible DCEU storyline it did not do well yeah um and actually brought it all to a halt (laughs) essentially but you'd think that after 12 years of developing this movie they would have come up with a better script (laughs) oh i mean like yeah and and i think like pierce brosnan got on and he couldn't have been like hey do you want me to call somebody to rewrite this right because i know just about everybody um and I, and I think it's a shame because I would have loved to have seen him in uh, Fury of the Gods, the yes. Shazam movie. Well, he had some hang up. And I think this was the, the death knell of the whole thing. He had some hang up about not wanting to intermix Black Adam with Shazam. Which doesn't make any sense. Which doesn't make any sense because he is the villain, the main villain for Shazam. Yeah. It's all, it's the exact same lore. Yeah. Like, but it, and originally that was the plan. When he originally jumped on 12 years ago, he was going to be the villain. But as his stock grew and he became this big name over the course of, I mean, yeah. further big name over yeah. the course of this time, he decided he wanted to be the hero of the movie. He wanted to be the main character. And so it switched to, okay, we're not going to have Shazam in here. And that was just a bad decision. That's not a good thing. Because like, him and Zachary Levi could have had some fun. I feel like Zachary Levi could play opposite a toaster oven. Oh, my god! it would be a fantastic movie. And let's, just, let's just scratch this podcast and talk about Chuck for two hours. Well, I, by next one, Steve Austin. So-called Steve Austin played a, a villain in Chuck in a very memorable episode where he fought Stone Cold Steve Austin on a plane in the air. This is where I realized I stopped watching Chuck pretty early on. 
and never picked it back up. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. It was a really good episode. Steve Austin is real hit or miss with yes. his acting. Yeah, because um, he yeah. did he did Condemned, and I thought that was okay. Did he did um he did the one where he taught the kid how to box. He was right, like a janitor. Right, right, right. Um, and his face looked funny in that one. Like yeah. he was, he had a weird, <laughs> I know that's a weird thing I to say. Exactly he has a funny face. About. Yeah, it looked weird. Um, He's been in the several straight to DVD movies. Yeah. With WWE. But you know, he was in, un, he was in, unto, uh, not Untouchables. He was not in Untouchables. Uh, he was in. Um, Expendables? Expendables. That's right. And Expendables, he did good. Ronda Rousey also in an Expendables movie. Yes, here's the thing about that I just remembered. We I talked about with a buddy of mine one time. The problem with wrestlers in a movie is you always expect them to fight. Yes, and the problem is is that they never do their move. And I realized that, like, most of these wrestling moves probably don't translate into the real world. Right. But, like, you saw The Rock scoop slam somebody in The Mummy, I think. Or in in The The, Scorpion King, I think somebody... actually performed The Rock Bottom on 7 of 9 in an episode of Star Trek Voyager. I did not know that. (laughs) He played an alien. I did not know that. I gotta go back and rewatch yeah, Voyager. I just remembered that as soon as you said that. I'm we like, give Voyager hey. a lot of crap. I loved Voyager. Voyager for, is my favorite. For being, a, for being it, was, it was it was weird. It took some risks, but yeah. I loved every minute of it. Voyager was good. Um, but like you know, you know, you want to see Stone Cold Do stun somebody. Yeah, I can't imagine how that would play out in an actual movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would be overjoyed to see it. But it you would know, feel ridiculous. But like I've never even <laughs> seen somebody spine bomb somebody, and that yeah. feels like that's a missed opportunity. That yeah. would really hurt. Yeah, no, it would really, really hurt. Just a power bomb. Um, yeah, uh, like Roddy Piper Roddy gave Piper. the absolute best line that's ever been uttered in a movie that we can't even repeat mm-hmm. about chewing bubble gum and kick bubble kick, gum and kick kicking booty. booty. Um, I'm all out of bubble gum. Here's the. <laughs> But you also watch that movie and you're like, that's just Roddy Piper. Right. <laughs> that's just Roddy Piper being Roddy Piper, you know? Um, Sasha Banks in Mandalorian. I didn't hate Sasha Banks in yeah. Mandalorian. And I think she's coming back <laughs> for more. It's a good show. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned this before, uh, right after that episode, but the weird thing about that episode is like, she didn't really talk in that episode. That's true. She never a lot of lines. She, she didn't really a, do she much. Was she a, was just kind of like there. Just a presence. The only thing is, is there was a scene. It was like the very end of a scene. They're in a cantina or something. And she's like slurping like an octopus leg or something. <laughs> and it zooms in on her face. And the thing is like hanging out of her mouth. And she slurps it in. And I'm like, that felt unnecessary. <laughs> we could have done something better. Um, uh, <laughs> I think the uh, person that wins most cameos on a TV show. Uh, or TV shows, rather, is Stacey Keebler. She has played characters in George Lopez, What About Brian, October Road, Chuck, Psych, and How I Met Your Mother. I did not know all that. Yeah. <laughs> Good for Stacey Keebler. Mm-hmm. And Keebler. Uh, the number one person who's been in movies but cut from the movie before it gets released is DDP. Really? He is in deleted scenes for The 40-Year-Old Virgin and for Rat Race. 
but he never got to actually make it into the movie. I would have loved to have seen him in Rat Race. I <laughs> yeah. loved that movie. Uh, do you remember? There was a scene. There was one day I was watching The Ringer, which uh, I know is kind of a problematic movie now, but like, I love that movie. Yeah. And I was watching it one day, and there's a scene. Like I had to pause it, and Terry Funk is in the background of this scene. Like as somebody's lackey and he's just, he doesn't, it's like, it's like three seconds. He's just there for, and that's it. Like you got to, you drunk, you drug, uh, Terry Funk out just to have him like be visible just to be there for a second or two because he looks like he belongs in a dive bar. Like, yeah. Um, why, why is the Miz's acting career not taking off? Because he just keeps doing Marine franchise <laughs> sequels. <laughs> How many has he done? He did, a, he did an nine, ABC, right? he did a ABC family film. Did didn't he? He, he didn't do a Christmas movie where he was like a bounty hunter and he was like, I think we're just thinking of the Marine again. We're just no, thinking of the Marine. No, I think you're right. I think that does sound familiar. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Cause John Cena started that series off, right? And he was yeah. in the first two. No, he's in the first one. And then the second one was Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, that's second right. Second one was pretty good. Yeah. Second one had Michael Rooker in it. And then the third one was Miz and then Miz just kept doing them. Yeah. 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 Interesting. How did John yeah. Cena keep getting jobs after <laughs> after the Marine? And John Cena's done a lot of TV show um, appearances as well. I don't have the whole list here, but like he did a lot of those early on. Like he was yeah. he was the brother of the the main girl in Psych that we saw in one episode, but then yeah. he was also in one of the movies at the tail end, okay. the three Psych movies. Um, like oh, he was in um. The movie with the Christmas movie, Daddy's Home 2? He w- he was, yeah. Daddy's Home 2 as a biker covered in tattoos. Yeah. That was weird. Um, He did he did a movie called Legendary where he had like a scrawny younger brother. Mm. Um, and like the brother... Uh, was like John Cena, this kid, and like uh, uh, Danny Glover played like the old man in the woods kind of thing. And like mm. this kid wanted to learn to wrestle and he went to go see his older brother who lived in a trailer. And John Cena comes out and stands in front of the fridge and the fridge disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Just gone. And of course he was in uh, F9 and he was in The Suicide Squad. As Peacemaker, and then he got his own show. I I will say he has redeemed himself. Yeah. Peacemaker, though gory and vulgar. Great. Very well written. No, very well written. Very entertaining. It it's yeah, no, it's it's not something I recommend for the family viewing. Nah. Not even a little bit. <laughs> but I, I warned I my adult it. friends about that show. Right. Yeah. For me it's probably a one watcher, but I did enjoy the one watch. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash, let's talk about he, how he went from John Wick and the Punisher and Magic Mike to, like, Lockdown, a movie about the government taking you over during COVID and them fighting back. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> we need to have a viewing of these movies. John Wick, he was just a henchman. He's the only henchman that 
like didn't get killed by John Wick. Hey, like he survived. Way to go! But he, he like that's a, that's a prestigious prize. Um, and the Punisher, he was in the original Punisher. Yeah, the yeah uh, back in the nineties, it had um had Ben Foster and uh, John Pianetti. Yeah, and Ray. I can't think of the guy that played the Punisher, Binkle but yeah, out. we're looking for Ray Pinkle. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I do remember. I remember that was one of the first movies that I watched where I'm like, you can put that in a movie because there's a scene where the Punisher takes the blade off of a uh, off of like a paper cutter and he nails somebody in the head with it. And you just see it. And I go and I was like, I was like, you know, 11. And I was like, ah! And I was watching it on cable. Like, that was the thing. My favorite Kevin Nash is The Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Longest Yard had a lot. Here's the thing about The Longest Yard. Let's just talk about The Longest Yard. Because The Longest Yard, first of all, might be one of the best comedy movies ever made. Like no, we're talking is. about we're talking about the new version, the newest the version. Adam Sandler yeah. version. Yeah, the original was good. I liked the original. Um, the original, I think, had just as many wrestlers. Um, but uh, the the new the new one um, was first of all amazing. I mean, it's an amazing film. Um, but probably the because of Kevin Nash's scene where he gets on estrogen. And Stone Cold says something to him. He's like, what are you doing? And uh, Kevin Nash is like, my nipples are so tender. And I just thought like, because Kevin Nash always wants to play the cool guy. But then he played like the guy that got hopped up on estrogen and like cried a whole bunch. And it's just, I mean, it was awesome. Uh, so this that, that movie had Steve Austin. It had Goldberg. Uh, Kevin Nash. It had the great Kali. Great Kali was in it. Yeah. So the great Kali is actually that, a, a much more successful movie star than he is a wrestler. That movie made the great Kali <laughs> like watchable. He's been in the longest yard. He's been in, uh, where'd he go? Uh, Get Smart. He was a henchman in Get Smart. Do you not remember that? I remember that whole fight scene. And he was in MacGruber. He's been in three movies that huh. made a good amount of money. Like he's he's much better at acting. Just stay over there. <laughs> Don't come back, please. Yeah, no, the wrestling ring. We're good. I think he's I think he's real big in India. He's I mean, not it. like well, he's real big he's everywhere, big. John. He's just real big, just real big guy. Because <laughs> he's really tall. Um, uh, Edge was in a movie called Money Plane with Kelsey Grammer. I don't it remember was that. A, <laughs> the, I think the premise was up in the air. There's no laws or something in some certain place on the world. And so you could gamble and do all these terrible things. And Edge was trying to win all this money to save his family from this or that or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and Kelsey Grammer has the, the worst lines in it. Oh, this is money playing. It just sounds <laughs> terrible. It doesn't sound great at all. It doesn't sound menacing. But, but it's coming from Kelsey Grammer. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. But apparently... The only thing that really sunk the movie was Edge did a terrible job. <laughs> he had no charisma, no nothing. Yeah, in the movie, and he was the main character. Edge, Edge's, <laughs> Edge has come a long way, but that's also because he's like, okay, I will only do movies where I get to play a Viking. Well, he's well, he got in the show, right? The Viking yeah. show. Yeah. He was on for like two seasons, and he's like a background character too. He's right. just like, like I was watching. There was there was an episode because Hillary watched it a bunch. 
And like there was an episode that. where somebody did something and it like the only thing Edge did was like be in the background and go, oh, and like, but he did <laughs> it great. He did oh, oh, Viking noises. <laughs> this is how Vikings sound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back to the longest yard. I've always thought it was interesting. I've always wished I could have been around in the conversation when they told Stone Cold how many times he was going to have to say the N word. Because he said it several times. I forgot that that was a part of the movie. To a black guy. Wow. I think one of the times was to Michael Irving. <laughs> wow. Is that? I, I'm assuming that's not on any streaming service now. Then. Oh yeah, no, it's on Netflix. You can <laughs> just really? watch it on Netflix. I don't know if they've got that part in there. Seen it. <laughs> but I do remember, that. like, I was watching one time, and I don't. I guess I missed it the first time when I was younger. But like, I watched it recently and was like, wow. You wonder just, it's like, hey, Steve, um, we're going to need you to say this this word. It's like, yeah, no problem. It's like, have you ever you ever said it before? <laughs> I don't want to answer that. <laughs> oh, man. You guys uh, cool with me saying it? All right, let's do it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of bad actors, Triple H. Triple H is an awful actor. He's not a good actor. He's so bad. He's it is so weird. Because you think, like, he's really great. He's great acting in wrestling in all aspects of yeah. it. Yeah. I believe him all the time, more than most people. Yeah. But you put him in behind, like, a just a real camera with a in director. The chaperone. Things, just the chaperone. And Blade uh, Trinity. Blade Trinity. Oh, relatives, yeah. Relative strangers and inside out, but not the good one. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not the cartoon. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just they're just all I look I liked the chaperone enough. Chaperone had like Amanda Cosgrove in it or something, didn't no, it? No, it had the middle girl from Modern Family. Ariel Winter. Ariel I think Winter. Is her name? I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. <sighs> I liked that movie enough, but it wasn't mostly because of Triple H. Yeah, it was a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you remember Knucklehead with Knucklehead the big show? With the big show. Uh Santino Morella's Movie debut in Jingle All the Way Two, as the sidekick to <laughs> to uh, old No Sleeves himself, Larry the Cable Larry Guy. Guy. Oh gosh, that was such a trudge to get through. It was so bad. It was such a bad movie. Yeah, I'm sure so, most of you don't even know it existed. Yeah, no, it go happened. Back, y'all. You can never go back to a time where you knew where you didn't know that that existed. Jingle All the Way with Goldberg, wasn't it? Yeah. No, uh, Big Show was in Jingle All the Was that Big Show? Big okay. Show, the Big Santa. Yeah. Yeah, he did great I'm going to deck your holes, I'm going to deck your holes, Little buddy! <laughs> yeah. Yep. I that, love him in that movie. That happened. Uh, Goldberg in, in one of my favorite, I've talked about one of my favorite Christmas movies, Santa's Santa Slay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so bad. Terrible movie. It's a bad movie. Uh, Jesse Ventura, just asking questions. He's been in Predator. Demolition Man and the Master of Disguise. He was in Master of Disguise. I don't remember what he played, I, but he was in there. Maybe he was just one of the disguises. I remember some. <laughs> I remember so very little about that film, except that it was the first movie that I went to go see in theaters after I got glasses. <laughs> so I remember like sitting in the theater, like this is the first movie I'm ever going to actually see, and then I saw it and was like, why? <laughs> Can I take that experience back? I can't take it back. Ah, uh, I'm so mad. So 
I've been thinking about this and I genuinely am surprised at how I really do think that Batista might be the best wrestler turned actor. I agree with you. Like it's not even, and it's not even close. Right. Like the first thing I saw him in acting wise, again, as wrestlers tend to do, he was a henchman alien kind of thing in Smallville. Yeah. He was a Smallville villain, a crappy Smallville villain. But I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, Blade Runner 2049, this new thing that just came out. I definitely want to that see. Looks amazing. Uh, whatever. It's knock called. at the cabin. Yeah, whatever. something like that. Yeah, that looks like, like a cabin in the woods remake or the, something. The thing that he did a couple years ago with the girl. <laughs> the, you know the thing he did with girl. the girl. The, the little girl that like found out that he was like an FBI agent or something. Oh, uh, I Spy. Yeah, or something like that. My Spy. My Spy. That's My what spy. it was. That I was love that movie. movie. I've watched it three times. It's that so was good. a good movie. Um, He's fantastic. He's better than The Rock, in my opinion. Yeah, really. no, hundred percent. Really is because Batista genuinely, to me, has like depth. Yeah, like Batista can play Drax the Destroyer. He, I mean, he's even even in the commercials for that knock at the cabin or mm-hmm. knock at the door, whatever it is. Like it looks like he's playing a different character. Like, yeah. and The Rock plays The Rock. And I understand, yeah, like, Rock what, plays the rock in every movie. And I, and I understand, like, he's a six foot four Samoan dude. Like, what else is he going to do? Um, oh, I just remembered Central Intelligence, The Rock, and Kevin Hart. Yeah. I like that movie. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. It was stupid, but I liked it. Um, yeah, no, but but also, like, but Kevin, Hart and, Kevin Hart and The Rock. Like, that's amazing. That's a great team. Um, you know, he did Den of Thieves, which was not not Den of Thieves, uh, Army, Army of Dead, Army of the Dead. Was the zombie movie One they made for Netflix? We talk about David Batista still. Yeah, yeah. Because they made because they made that movie and then like that, yeah. they made a prequel to it, which was the safe cracker and he was cracking some safes and in the background like there was zombies happening but they were not part of the film at all and it was really? it was supposed it was the prequel that's weird to this zombie movie it was very interesting so what makes that even more impressive. Is that the dude is a lumbering giant? Yeah. Like he's a big guy. He's not 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 you know fat. Not even particularly tall. He's he's tall, but not yeah. like ex- excessively so. But he is a broad, broad dude. Even yeah. if he let his muscles you know go down a bit or whatever, he'd still be a pretty thick individual. And so he's gonna look like this menacing like the the bodyguard type person, the henchman type person. And for him to escape henchman level, yeah. And do it so well in all these different roles, like you said, depth of roles that he's had. It's, it's I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Best one. He is, he is really the first guy that I've seen, because they always talk about like, oh, I want to be an actor. I don't want to be a wrestler that, that acts. I want to be an actor. Right. He is the first one that I think like actually is an actor. Yeah. I mean, even, even though, you know, The Rock hasn't competed in a ring in... I don't know, since WrestleMania 29. It's been a while, yeah. Um, or whatever. Yeah, no, it was 29, I think. But, um, like, so somebody asked, like, hey, would you ever do a movie with John Cena and The Rock? And Batista was like, no. <laughs> was, and and he, was, he was like, because those guys are wrestlers. He's yeah. like, I'm not. Yeah, and he's also said there's no way I'm coming back to wrestle anymore. And he's the first person, I believe. 
Yeah. Yeah. He has no reason to. He's right. the first person I believe doesn't have a reason to come back to wrestle. Right. Because honestly, when he did come back, you're like, he's not as good at this as he is at acting. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's not even as good at it acting in the like the give me what I want yeah. thing was one of the most weird and give me what I want. Give me what I want. You know what I want. That's not what I want. Give me what I want. What are you doing, Batista? Just he forgot. He forgot his lines. <laughs> That was really what happened. He forgot yeah. his lines. He, he said, he was like, I just figured, figured <laughs> Hunter I would. Tell me what I want. What do I want? <laughs> That's what I want. Where am I? <laughs> That's not what I want. Uh, that was a good meme, though. But that, that was aside, a really good yeah. meme. Uh, we're going to do like the best and worst. I got a like, little list of best and worst. Give me, give me some of your best and worst. So, I don't have a list, but okay. give me your list. So I got some bests. Some okay. of my bests here. Best one for rock I got is Moana. I think. Easy. Easy money. That yeah. was his best. Uh, it's just on the two Samoan grown men loving Moana. <laughs> uh, Batista is Dune so far. Like, I love him in Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's on here. Everything Drax is in is one of them. But outside of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and Avenger stuff, I'm Dune is really good. I'm going to get so much hate from this nerd community. <laughs> I couldn't make it through Dune. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying the movie was great. I'm I saying could he not, was great. I could it. not make it through <laughs> enough of the movie to get to Batista. You didn't get to Batista? I, kn- I, like, I saw him. He was there. Right. But you didn't really get to the meat yeah. and potatoes of it. I think we fell asleep, and I was like, I'm, not, probably I'm not watching <laughs> I'm it. I'm not going to try again. I'm not watching I got it you. again. All right. This movie didn't star these two, but they were in it for a significant portion. Mick Foley and Jake the Snake. I think this is a movie you do like. Peanut Butter Falcon. <laughs> I forgot about Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon's an amazing. That is movie. such a fun movie. The my okay, so the best line in that film. I know where you're going. What, rule number one: Stay with me. Rule number two: I'm in charge. What's rule number one? Party. <laughs> no, it's not party. It's not party. <laughs> What's rule number? So Hillary goes, what are we doing? I go, party. <laughs> That's just your line every now and then. Um, got Spider-Man, also, Macho like, Man in there. At the end of that film, Jake Roberts beat up a special needs guy. He did. Like, and then just... <laughs> and Mick Foley was just so helpless. <laughs> and then we already talked about Peacemaker and the Princess Bride. Peacemaker technically not a movie, but I'll, I'm going to count it. But, but, I I got, do, but I do think the Suicide Squad was the best thing that John Cena's been in. Probably. Yeah. That was a good movie. That was a much better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Not Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was better. Su- Suicide Squad. So here's some worsts. The Scorpion King with The Rock. It was terrible. I get it. Uh, but, I also, <laughs> but also, like, when you put it next to, like, uh, game, game, game plan. The yeah. game plan. Yeah. That wasn't great. True. Uh, Doom with The Rock. Terrible. Tooth Fairy oh with The gosh. Rock. Terrible. Oh my gosh. Uh, the Chaperone with Triple H is all right, but still one of the worst wrestler performances. No Holds Barred. Uh, Santa with Muscles starring Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Yikes. I went through a phase several years ago where I'm like, I'm going to watch every Christmas movie I can find. 
good or bad. Yeah, it's just I will never sit through Santa with muscles again. Oh man, that uh, sounds awful. And then Ready to Rumble, featuring the entirety of the WCW roster. Yeah, that was a cult classic. I actually kind of love it, but it was a terrible movie. Oh, it's, it's so yeah, it's bad. It's not good. It's not inter- not. It's entertaining, but it's not yeah. like it's not like you wouldn't you wouldn't look at that movie and say this belongs in the cinema. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The word cinema should never go anywhere near. Theater. (laughs) This is the dollar theater. Um, The rundown dollar theater. We're playing Ready to Rumble. Yeah. Uh, But then I got like best movies and shows about wrestling. I don't have a worse list for this, but this is my last little thing. So I got The Wrestler. Okay. uh, Okay. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke about kind of losing your fame as a wrestler over time. I thought that was great. I have Glow, Allison Brie, and a whole bunch of other folks. Uh, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling yes. series on Netflix, which, yeah. bummer, was canceled without like a proper ending. But as, as what they, I saw, it was really good. As they do. As they do. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon's on here. Young Rock is on here. Young Rock. I like Young Rock. Getting more and more into the actual like yeah. wrestling with the characters from the Attitude Era. Yeah. Some of the people they got playing <laughs> these characters are like, you could have tried a little harder. Yeah. But still, it's pretty fun. Uh, heels. I've only seen I a little bit of I've never watched Heels. I've seen a little I bit I want of it. to. But it, 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 it really, I need to get into it. It's just the fact that it's on stars. Yeah. And I just, I don't want to pay the extra money just to watch that one show. Yeah. But. I'll do the free trial so I can binge it in a week. It looks real good. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to do that at some point. And then the last thing I have in this list is fighting with my family, which was that uh, yeah. traumatized version of yeah. Paige's story. I thought they did so good yeah. with that movie. Like, old, I was very uh, impressed. Old, old Vince, uh, Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember uh, we we lost one? Uh, we missed one. Um HBK. The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. The Resurrection Stone. of Gavin Stone. WWE's one and only Christian film, which still blows me away when I start that movie. It wasn't up and it a says bad WWE. movie. It, when you compare it to Christian films, yeah. it's top tier. Granted. Um, also, when you compare it to most Hulk Hogan movies. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, when you put Neil Flynn in a movie, yeah. what are you going to get? Yeah. Yeah. He's Beauty. great. He's beauty good. on beauty. Everybody, everybody actually was really, really good uh, yeah. in that movie. I was very impressed. Um, I don't remember the name of the girl, but I know she's like a comedian. Yeah. A clean comedian. Not necessarily like a Christian comedian, but she's clean. Was it? She's very popular. She's was got it Taylor Tomlinson? Specials on, I don't know. She's got specials on Prime and stuff. Okay. But she did really good. Uh, the whole movie was great. Yeah. HBK <laughs> kind of had just like a little supporting role. Yeah. But, but even he was good. He had a, he had a good he couple had scenes that were focused on him. He had some fun. And he did great. Yeah. Um, oh, Kane. Kane and, and uh, see no evil. See no evil. Blah. And that's our show, folks. Uh- <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, the Undertaker. Escape the Undertaker. Netflix's Choose Your Own Adventure movie starring The New Day. I never actually. Wa- I I've never. I you have to have Netflix. You can't even like. You know, cheat and find it yeah. on one of those crappy websites that uploads. I'll go find it on 4, Netflix. 480p. He also was in a movie. <laughs> he was in like a horror movie, like made for sci-fi. 
Oh, I, don't I believe what that. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, I've heard of that. But yeah. Well, that's our anyway. that's our show for today. We hope you enjoyed. This was one of our there's longer lo- discussions. There's a lot of really good ones and a, a plethora of really bad ones. Yeah, that's that's basically the point that we're getting to. Which is end. just kind of how life is sometimes. So go folks. watch Peter Butter Falcon. You need to go watch Peter Butter Falcon. Stop watch. Stop listening to this podcast right now because we're at the end anyway. Um, and go watch Peanut Butter Falcon. It's it's amazing. Um, well, uh, that's it. I guess that's I guess that's our show. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope you're back in a couple weeks. We're getting back into our realm. I think we've uh, we've switched with one of the other podcasts. Yeah, that's so that's why we're doing two in a row. We uh, we 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 alternate with the pull list for LPN's yeah. release schedule. And pull list had some problems and couldn't get it together that week. So it's not like comic books stopped coming out, y'all. <laughs> this week, and we'll be back two weeks from now. Yeah, but until then, uh, go uh, go onto our socials, any social media, and like at two words LTN. Uh, give us a like, a little follow, uh, type us a little message, send us, send us a little thing. Give us a little tweety tweet. Send, send a picture. <laughs> no, don't send, don't be careful about it. Send, send us a picture of you wearing a, like a wrestling shirt. Yes. Send us a, um, an appropriate Fully picture. clothed pictures. <laughs> uh, please. And thank you. Uh, but until then, my name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Goodbye.